<laughs> yes. yes. But like, the comparison like with me and some so that'd be something neat to see, you know, the Harris Harris at the Pirates playing in, in Williamsport wasn't a show. Welcome to Non-Hurst First Podcast, episode 35, the home of sports talk for everyone. I'm David. I'm Jason. Welcome aboard. Uh, gotta love this type of weather around here. Goes to cold now to 60s. Gotta love it. Yeah, I think what's supposed to be 65 and rainy tomorrow, which tomorrow as we're recording this not when you're listening to it is going to be saturday december 11th so oh and a wind advisory too wonderful yay potential power to go out yay (sighs) gotta love it (laughs) yeah got to so we'll jump right into the first period here the mlb lockout this could Yay. get interesting. For all the baseball fans out there, the lockout is definitely something you don't want to hear. So I know something that when it happened in the NHL a good amount of years ago, I was not happy about that. I know, I know the leagues try to spin it as the players are being greedy. Um, well, of course, that's. But you this, expect that. this is my take on it. One, you want me to choose a side between billionaires and millionaires. If I'm looking at this logically, the billionaires make their monies off of uh, off us, the fans, and the players bringing the fans in. Yeah. So why would I root for them? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because if you have a big name player like, you know, for example, Harper. He's, he's going to draw a crowd. Right. And, you know, if the team's playing well, it's going to draw a crowd. It doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, what team it is. So, yeah, it all based off the fans. So the fans come in when the team's doing well or their favorite players there and want to make, you know, like, let's say we don't, you know, well, we don't live anywhere near Philly <laughs> other than two hours away. Right. Two and a half. But let's say you live in Pittsburgh and you want to see, you know, you're a Phillies fan. I know that's kind of not good. If <laughs> that's being a rivalry. But it's like being in a, it's like going to a Flyers game in a Penguins jersey. But that you saying that kind of ties into one of the players union issues, which is tanking teams purposely not being competitive to get a better draft pick. And I can't think of two bigger teams than the Pirates and the O's. Oh, the O's. Are, are they purposely tanking? Well, or are they just that bad? The, the, the th- it's basically saying, hey, the front office and the ownership need to put on competitive teams. When the O's, oh, yeah. are, when the O's are mathematically eliminated in July, you're not putting on a competitive team. No, by far not. I mean, the thing is, though, you have, like you said, millionaires playing. And for a lot of people, it's, well, these are millionaires. They can afford it. They can afford to take the cut. They can do all this. That's what a lot of people are going to say. I mean, I just want to, I just want baseball. Uh, I don't, you know, but like you said, you want to watch a competitive game, not a team that like the, you know, like you just said, gets mathematically eliminated in July, if, if anything, June. 
hell anymore with those teams at the beginning of the season. So four teams last season were under 400. Who are the four? The O's had a final record of 52 wins, 110 losses. The Rangers had a final total of 60 wins, 102 losses. The Pirates had 61 wins, 101 losses. The Diamondbacks had 52 wins, 110 losses. And now all those teams will benefit from having an earlier a first round draft pick a better first round draft pick than the other teams. The players union is basically of the thought that this is not right. You should not be purposely putting on bad teams to get better draft picks. Because what, I mean, one draft pick is not going to going to basically bring your team up to the next level. You got to have a series of good draft picks, good trades, and all that to come into play. You know, so taking one season is not going to turn around for the next. No, but two of those teams have been god awful for a long time. And yet they still are. (laughs) So what's the difference anymore? I mean, honestly, they should do like any team that doesn't make the playoffs do a lottery a draft lottery is probably the the right way to go because um, it's just a random pick it's just a random pick on who gets you know one through whatever at this point you know so to me that would be the most fair way to do it instead of teams tanking and then trying to get that overall get that first overall pick then again, we all I uh, think a uh, good amount of episodes ago we discussed over first round draft picks not not making the cuts on a lot of sports. So um, Jason Stark from the Athletic, who's a well known Philadelphia sports writer, um, he came up with a scenario two days ago on the Athletic, um, and his plan would be. So based on this year's standings, first pick would go to the Blue Jays with their 91 and 71 record. Pick number two, the Mariners. Pick number three, the Athletics. Pick number four, the Reds. Pick number five, the Phils. So basically teams that just barely missed the playoffs. Picks 20, 19, 18, 17, and 16 would be the O's, the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Pirates, and the Nationals. Basically, you're not rewarding those teams for putting on bad baseball. I can see his, I can see his direction because he's looking at teams that are trying teams that are trying to make that push, but coming up short, give them that little extra, you know, give them that um, to push them to the next level. And that's exactly what he said. He said, you're not getting that number one draft pick. By tanking, you're not getting the draft pool money that goes with it by tanking. The only way you can get that pick is by trying. I agree with that. I mean, that's that that's another fair way to do it. You got to keep trying. You got to try to put a club together. Instead of just constantly sitting there like, uh, let's uh, let's just tank this game and, or, or this series and, and let's try to get that last pick. That will turn teams around and it will turn fan bases around. 
because the O's had a very loyal to a fault fan base until probably the last six years. And it's just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And that's not right. Uh, I you got no, everyone likes to uh, everyone likes to pick on me and say that I make fun of the O's. I don't make fun of the O's. I'm frustrated for Orioles fans. And that's why I get upset. Well, like you like you said, the management is just not doing what they need to be doing. You know, they're not they're not doing anything. Nope. They're just letting the team just go down. You know, that's what they're doing. And unfortunately, even if you do uh even if you do like like we said, constantly getting that bottom pit, you know, getting to the bottom place to get that first pick. What does that do for you? Past what six years now? Like you said, it's not doing anything. Exactly. As... So, moving on from this part of the topic, we probably should get into, um, based on our listener age group, the the season, the lockout we lived through. The 94 lockout. Yep. Or as they put it, the strike on the document that we found with it. Well, I mean, it was a strike. The players did not agree with the situation that they were offered in their in their collective bargaining agreement. Um, I don't blame. I mean, as a kid, I blame the players. As an adult, I don't blame the players. Now, as an adult, you see why. Exactly. And I think, I don't know. It, it just, it sucked. And it took, I think, a lot of kids are in our age group at the time a while to get back into baseball. Well, that lasted 200, uh, according to the document we have here, that lasted 232 days and took away 938 games on top of the playoffs. You know, and yeah, that could turn away anybody. You know, any kid that wants to watch baseball, go to games to get that fan interaction. They don't have that anymore at that, you know, that year. And that probably turned a lot, like you just said, turned a lot of the younger kids off to it. Dude, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was still riding high. Even though the Phil's lost in the World Series, I was still riding high on that. On that World Series team coming back in 94. Season basically didn't really happen in 94. It did, but it really didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the next worst one was 81, where it was 60 days and 713 games were lost. 81's an interesting topic. Um, and I was just having this talk with Brad from baseball together when I was when I was filling in for Brig a few weeks back. Um because of the split format of the postseason, so basically they did the what what trip what double A does now. The winner of the first half played against the winner of the second half. It's so like the winner of the like example the ALS winner winners were the Athletics and the Royals. So then they played each other to go against the Yankees or the Brewers to determine the ALCS champion. 
because those four teams won each half of the of the of the season for their divisions, and that was yeah, a so cool basically concept. They, they, interesting concept. Yeah, too bad it's not like the '85 one where it only lasted two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it lasted two days on that one. The one in '80 lasted eight days. Uh, 17 games or 17 days in 76. 73 was only 18. No games were lost in any of them. 90 was only 32 and no games were lost. Spring training was wiped out in 92, but or 90, but they didn't they're, not counting. they're not counting those games. No, but spring training is important as we saw during the short yeah. COVID season. Yeah, it is. It, it is important to get, you know, to get some kinks out to, see what potential players you have coming up from uh, from the minors. Here's an interesting you know. fact about the 81 and 94 lockouts. In 81, the Expos made it to the postseason. Okay? 94, the Expos were considered to be favorites for the World Series. Well, now, where did the Expos are going? Everybody wanted them out because of, of this. <laughs> so talk about horrible luck their two best seasons are the two seasons where there were lockouts how yeah that is horrible luck that is horrible luck yeah i i'm hoping for a reasonable time frame in which they they get this figured out. If we lose some spring training games, that's fine. I'm hoping we don't lose any baseball, although I believe Ken Rosenthal was quoted as saying this is going to be a painful lockout, which leads me to think this is going to probably lose some games. Yeah, unfortunately, how many kids now are going to be no baseball they're going to go venture somewhere else and baseball is going to lose a lot of its fan base you know i don't you, don't you have tickets for next year i do july 27th i believe hold on here pulling up my yeah, calendar like that, give me I mean, a second you know things like that i mean you you're so looking forward to going to a game and if it goes that far dude if it goes that far i hope they do what they did with covid and just let me roll them into the next season well they should because that's how i went this year this past season was because they were my covid tickets i mean i would imagine they would do it that way <laughs> i mean any lockout for anybody for any team any sport right and you know any sport is never a good thing just because you know like we just had one you lose fans too. It just hurts the game. It just, you know, puts a, puts a bad taste in it. So I think it was, I want to say 0405 for the NHL that they had, had their luck out. Yeah. And, and look at how long it took the NHL to recover from that. You know, I mean, well, Ovechkin was drafted. He didn't play his rookie season. You know, his, his, you know, the next year he would have been, you know, next year was a lockout. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, the year he was drafted was the lockout. Sorry. I knew what you, you know, were saying. And uh, so imagine that, you know, you're, you know, a lockout year and you're drafted first and you're just sitting there, you know, twiddling your thumbs like, okay, now what? I have nowhere to go. Everything's locked out. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy on how that, uh, just the thought of that. I mean, you know, just imagine if your players trying to be drafted. Yeah. Think of the minor league guys. Their shot is, you know, one step closer to their dream is down the tube. Yep. You know, because who knows? That could have been their year to go up and shot. You know, so let's just hope that the lockout does not go too long. Uh, even if, you know, like we just said, it takes away some games in spring season and hopefully not the regular, if anything. So on that note, that's the end of the first period. We'll be right back. Baseball fans, check out the Baseball Together podcast. Your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, present new episodes for the entire baseball family every Tuesday. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube. Come join our baseball family, where we do baseball together. What's up? My name is Matt Durvine, and I'm here to tell you about the two podcasts that I host on the Club Kayfabe Creative Communities, CKCC Radio. The first is called By the Numbers, where I interview wrestlers whose matches I have refereed in my nearly 20-year independent professional wrestling career. Tune in and hear the stories of the matches and the stories behind the matches themselves. My other show is called The A-Show, co-hosted by Chris Decker. Each episode, Chris and I are joined by one or two special guests, and together we hold a mock draft based on a specific year and wrestling promotion, and then build cards based on our drafted rosters. You, the listener, decide who has the best card by voting on our Twitter poll each episode. You can hear By the Numbers and The A-Show Mondays at 9 a.m. alternating weeks on CKCC Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back for the second period. Now, NCAA football has wrapped up its regular season games. So now it's on to the bowl games, but nobody's really caring too much about the, I don't want to say the lower end bowl games because people still love to see that type of stuff, see their favorite team in it. But I know the ones that are people are really pushing for are the playoff games, which I still don't really think having four teams is really a playoff. You know, that's I don't my opinion think on that I, I rather six to eight, but just to give more chance. I think getting into that's a whole can of worms that we don't that's have a, time for. <laughs> no, that's a giant can of worms on that one. That's a giant can of worms. For so the right record, now, locally, Penn State's in the Outback Bowl against Arkansas. When's that game? Isn't that New Year's Eve? January 1st. I think that's Oh, it's January 1st. I thought it was New Year's Eve for some reason. Huh. Ah, good to know. So, yeah, I'll be watching probably between that and the Winter Classic. That's I watch that every year, so that, that, <laughs> that I can. So, yeah, right now it's Alabama versus Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. 
And of course, Alabama's picked to win that one. Shocker. Uh, Michigan. Roll that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm so tired of hearing Roll Tide. Uh, I, I, I just hear it everywhere I go anymore. I might be more sick of Alabama fans than I am any other sports team, professional or college. That's saying a lot. And I know some Alabama fans who are very nice people, and they are kind of like the exception, not the rule. I would rather deal with obnoxious Steelers fans or obnoxious Yankees fans than Alabama fans. Okay, so I'm weird about college football fans because these people act like they went, like a lot of these people act like they went to the school. And like, I just like watching college games. That's, I just like watching them. I like sports. So I'm going to watch whatever I can. But I don't know. Like, I like Penn State, but you ain't going to be seeing me at a Penn State game. If I do go to a Penn State game, you're not going to be seeing me like half blue, half white acting like I'm alumni. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a weird passion of for people with college football and some of these people are passionate but never went to the school. So I'm like why well, are you so invested? Like now you're just saying a sports fan in general. I was watching the Philadelphia Wings of the Lacrosse League. Yeah, you were texting me about it the other day. Yeah. You know, I was watching them. You know, but no, it's it's just like like you said, college football is just one of those things to where it's that big of a. It's just that, it's I should say that big of a. Money maker. It is. That's a whole so other it, can of worms that we could get into. Yeah, that that, that is a whole other can of worms. Because then on the second uh, game, because uh, the, the 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 Cotton Bowl with Alabama Cincinnati is uh, at three thirty, and then Michigan Georgia is at seven thirty. And from what I can, from what I've gathered, Michigan's picked that one. I know some uh, some of the college football analysts have picked Georgia, but from uh, the document that I found for it, only four of them. Pick Georgia out of eleven, so that's kind of telling you much. And then uh, I know for the national championship, everybody's picking Alabama. I know, uh, of course, according to what I've seen here, three people are picking Georgia, one person picking Michigan. I just want someone new to win it. Oh, you mean this other than an others. SEC team? They just always hear in Alabama this, Alabama that, or just, you know, it, it's always teams that have been at the top rankings for years on end, and it's always the same ones. It's just like, go, you know, basically it's like always when the Yankees were on their on their little championship stint. Everybody's wanted to see somebody new. When the Patriots were always in the Super Bowl. They want to see somebody new. NHL, people want to see new people win the Stanley Cup. That whole Southeastern Conference is ridiculous, to say the least. Um, 
which for the record, it's considered southeastern, but like you have Georgia and Florida and South Carolina, and then everyone else is Midwest. Um, anyway, it's <laughs> just pointing out the geographical logistics here. That's what I do. Um I don't know. I, I I just I'm just so sick of the SEC in general. Um, but I kind of like that, you know, the Big Ten's teaming up with uh, two other conferences. I think what the Pac-12 and someone else to kind of yeah, have was interconference games and but please just, go ahead. It is you just see Michigan in it? Somebody new that you don't normally see. Because I can't remember the last time I heard of a Michigan team, you know, whether it be Michigan State or Michigan, or even a Big Ten team playing in the playoffs at this point. It's the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. They have an alliance now. Um, that'll lead to interconference games and so forth. So that'll be pretty cool in a few years few years that's what it's going to take but i don't know i mean i'm just i'm so sick of sec teams so i'm kind of hoping i mean i think cincinnati's the dark horse and i think it'd be cool to see them win i don't believe they are i think hope for salvation and sanity will be michigan uh i'm kind of trying to pull for michigan kind of pains me to cheer for them but i will because i need something different i think the reason why i'm trying to pull for them is because jim harbaugh was the coach of the 49ers so i'm kind of going that direction for that reason that makes sense for you you're a niners fan so yeah i'm kind of going that direction on that one uh so yeah (laughs) <laughs> That's my hope on that. Because uh, according to the one doc I just found at the Big Ten National Championships, 2014 was Ohio State. There's another hey. eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever's watching this just saw Jason's eyes just, just give a nice roll back. Oh, I wish I could just had a. I, I, I just wish I could screenshot your face when you did the. I'm article. sure you will, and I'll. <laughs> it'll be on Twitter, or Instagram, or somewhere. Um, but you know what? I oh, also know that there's fans who are so sick, who are still sick of Penn State, and Penn State has not been what Penn State was in quite a while. Um, no, no, they've gone downhill. Cool. Past few years, this this was not a good season for them, Um, and I know a lot of people dislike Franklin. I think he's a good coach. Um, You know, they made the most with what they had this year. Their quarterback got got injured early on, and I think he tried to play through it a little too much. Um, See what next year brings. He has a ten year contract he just signed. Now, that's a concern of mine with Penn State. I think they desperately want another Joe Paternal, a Paterno. God, I can't talk tonight. And a a Paternal? Yep. I think they want another Joe Pa, especially after the way Bill O'Brien left them 
to go to the NFL, which everyone knew he was going to do because that was his goal. And he kind of just used Penn State as a negotiating tool. Um, I like Franklin, but you're not going to have a lifelong coach, I think, in modern college football. Well, I think what happened with Penn State this year, okay, yes, they had a good start, but then all of a sudden they just dropped. Well, and that goes back to, I think because it was the I, Iowa game. Their quarterback got knocked out well, of the I game. Think, I mean, I think they went too high too fast. Like they were ranked probably where they should be, and then all of a sudden they, they're in fourth. And then after they hit fourth, that was their downfall. Well, that was a big win, though. I mean, let's not act like that win against Auburn was huge. It was was that I, it was that Iowa game where their QB got injured and, and they just never really recovered after that. And I don't think they were, had he not got injured, I think we would have seen another team. I'm not saying that they would have stayed fourth all season. I just don't believe they would have fallen out of the entire top 20. That's for the season. Had he stayed, yeah, because they, yeah, because they ended up going unranked. Down. They ended up going unranked because they had because it as soon as they hit. I mean, the thing is, so that their their losses, their only bad loss was against Ohio State, thirty three twenty four. The rest was somewhat close. Like the against Illinois was twenty to eighteen, Iowa was thirty two twenty of a loss. Right, but in theory, Michigan, those were games they should have been able to win. And yeah, I mean, Michigan State was by three; they lost. I mean, yeah, they should have won, but. And right now, they're favorites to beat Arkansas. So, and offer yeah, and that game's January first, twelve o'clock. Yeah, I probably won't be watching that game. I actually I classic starts at 12. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I like watching like the really like low end bowl games. With teams. I just, the, I just love the names of them. The I, I like seeing the teams who like this is their first national game all season. And it's on ESPN at like nine in the morning. <laughs> hey, two days I'm, before Christmas. <laughs> Hey, I'll take, you know, I'll take the, I'll take bowl games out early in the morning. Nothing like watching football all day. The first bowl game is next Friday. The 17th between middle Tennessee and Toledo. The Bahamas bowl. Oh yeah. And then the cure bowl. Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina. The New Mexico Bowl, the Independence Bowl, Learning Tree Bowl. Just, just some of the names. I was, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I still say they should bring out the potato, like a large potato right in the middle of the field at halftime. I think we need a uh, California Raisin Bowl. That's what we need. <laughs> That'd be something. The halftime show would be the raisins coming out like it's 1988. Singing heard it through the grapevine. 
Okay, we, we need to move on because <laughs> you're, you're egging me on and I'm going to continue to take this downhill. Too late. We already are. <laughs> There's the Pinstripe Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Cheez-It Bowl? Cheez-Its don't stay in the bowl that long to have a bowl. Just, just eat it no, out of the box, don't. people. Damn things no, are don't. addicting. Um. <laughs> but the Duke's Mayo Bowl. For the record, <laughs> here we go. Duke's Mayo might be the best mayo on the market. I just find some of these names are just. <laughs> You're not this a mayo is... guy. That's right. I forgot. No, don't. Uh, no, nah, not a big fan of it. Jamie and her brother don't do mayo either. I love mayo. I mean, if it's in stuff, fine, whatever. I don't care, but I'm not going to sit there and have a jar of it and put it on a sandwich. But no, I, need to make something I, I with know it. because make... we've gone out for subs and you've gotten tomato sauce to put on your sub instead of instead of mayonnaise. <laughs> hey, I thought it was good. Hey, dude, whatever works for you. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I know from experience how you eat your subs when we go hang out. So that's kind of scary. <laughs> well, that's 20 years of friendship right there. I know that's, that is exactly that's exactly it. Sort of like our wing selections. Old Bay and Barbecue, for starters. So so way off to- topic. Um, on this past week's uh, Punk Popcast, Brian and I were doing cover songs. And one of the songs was uh, the Atari's cover of Boys of Summer. And I said, it will always make me think of 2003 when it came out, specifically that summer. And I said, I just, I can... Hearing that song, I picture me and David in the Corsica driving far too fast through Clark's Valley. <laughs> Hoping no deer pop out. And I even sit on a deer populated road. <laughs> on a highly deer populated road. And then my second thought, which I did not talk about on the show, was there'd be a chalupa in the glove box in the winter. <laughs> not my best moments, but you know, it happens. And then f- three years later, four years later, I had a car with a refrigerator in the in the glove box. <laughs> yeah, I could have used that. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got. to I do. remember the first time we went somewhere in my caliber and I said to you, dude, there's a, th- a place to put your drinks and you didn't believe me. And you open it up and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, at least I know my soda wasn't going to go. Wasn't going <laughs> to get warm. Specifically at the store for you to get two Mountain Dews just to put in there. <laughs> yep. Hey, it, what happens if I got thirsty? Hey, it was something cold. <laughs> it worked. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. It exactly. The only thing in that car that really worked right. So <laughs> I think we need to just end this period now. We've gone uh, off the rails. Well. <laughs> you think we've gone off the rails? No, we never go off the rails. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm hoping Michigan. I know you're hoping anybody but Alabama. <laughs> I do have that in the notes. <laughs> I do have you know, that in the notes. <laughs> which, hey, I guess I'm just going for Michigan because of Jim Harbaugh. He was the Niners coach for a while, for the longest time. That's kind of my direction on that one. No, that makes a lot of but, sense. But, yeah. Playoffs, you know, the the bowl games are 
here. And as we just said, it's going to start Friday. Big ones don't start until in a new year, uh, end of the year, beginning of new year. So let's please don't do the roll tie thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have that now stuck in my head. Thanks. You're welcome. Anytime. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, no. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, on that note, that's the end of the second period. We'll be right back once we collect our thoughts. <laughs> Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong, and if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour, and then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, The Ranking Tracks Podcast and The Real Paranormal Talk Podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out The Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out The A Show and By The Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By The Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on The A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, welcome back to the third period. A lot of people's favorite period of this. Being that we just discussed uh, NCAA, uh, the, the national championship game is around the corner. So is the Winter Classic. The NHL Winter Classic, normally held every year on New Year's. A couple of times it was held January 2nd because of, I guess, Sunday football, if they had it, or other things. I forget what they said it was. But the Winter Classic always is held uh, at some type of venue other than an NHL arena. I know uh, this year it's at Target Field in Minnesota between the blues and the wild 
And the Blues jersey, or not the Blues jersey, the Minnesota jersey actually looks pretty awesome. I like it. Yeah, it is. Um, it combines elements of amateur and semi-pro hockey clubs, specifically the Minneapolis Millers and the St. Paul Saints from the 1930s. Which I thought was pretty cool to do. To yeah, I that like far. that it's got the state in there. It's got the the abbreviation for Minneapolis and has St. Paul on it. Uh, it works in the wild colors really well. Um, it, it definitely looks like a pure classic jersey. Like an old school <clears throat> classic jersey. Now, I will say this. The one thing I don't like about the Wilds regular jersey is the gold. And yeah, that I doesn't fit too well. I like that on the winter classic jersey, the gold is just strictly the sh- the 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 pants and the gloves, with a big emphasis on the the green, the forest green, the red, and the white. It looks really nice. It's a very classy jersey. Yeah, it, that's just an, enough gold. It's not like it's the whole jersey's lined with. It's just certain elements, like like you know the gloves and the pants and that's it now i gotta say though i like the blues throwback so much more i just had that link up i'm off today now we both are i like um one i like this is a topic we could i could do all day i love jerseys I love jersey design. I love throwbacks. Um, what did MLB have? The turn ahead the clock to the jerseys that were supposed to be what they were now that they aren't. <laughs> um, I like the blues. I like that, that that lighter. It's not a powder blue. It's definitely a lighter. Yeah, blue. It's, yeah, it's a little lighter. Yeah, and I like I like the gold. Well, not gold, but that yellow color. Uh, with the white jersey, everything on it pops. Just that stripe. It's not like it's all over, like we just said with Minnesota. Right. But Minnesota's, I think, fits exactly what they're going for. They're going for a 30 style jersey. It looks spectacular. But the Blues, for capturing a 60 style jersey minus the Adidas logo, looks fantastic. This is going to be really visually for. The uniform fans, the Uniwatch people, this is going to be a very nice looking game. <laughs> and Target Field's a very nice field, so it's going to be in a really good setting. Um, hopefully, it snows. Yeah, that makes a diff. That makes, I think it, that makes the nostalgia even more. Because I know the first one back in 08, it snowed, and then when they, when they had it in. Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. I think it was, did I say that right? Yeah, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Against Detroit uh, 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 was the Leafs and the Red Wings. It snowed then. But just going to the to those games are just... The nostalgia of it, you're at a... When I went I'm back in... Uh, 2012 Winter Classic was in Citizen Bank Park. Now you go to a hockey, you know, you you go to a hockey game played at a baseball field. How many times you get to say that? 
you know, and well, when that one time me and you went, that was the first time since then I've been to Sism Bank Park. And, and that, that's pretty sad to say that, yeah, I went to, yeah, the last time I was here, I, I watched a hockey game. But just all the, the, the places that it was at, like Heinz Field between the Caps and the Pens. Another nice uh, stadium. Yeah. Uh, was held in Foxborough against the Canadians and the Bruins. Notre Dame between the Bruins and the Blackhawks. Hell, it was even held at the Cotton Bowl. So I'm reading that this year's will be the first one scheduled for prime time per the contract with TNT. Oh, really? So this year's is going to start. Um, so, I know normally they start around 12, 1 o'clock. 7 o'clock Eastern time. Oh. So it's going to be a oh. nighttime game. That's okay. going to look even cooler. Yeah, with the night, yeah, the night staying there will definitely look awesome. Yeah, I thought because I because I know normally they're held on. Now they do push back the time just in case there is too much sun, which could warm the ice up and dangerous conditions. But normally, that's normally held at like twelve one o'clock normally. But no, that yeah, that'd be definitely that will definitely take out those elements right there. Yeah, for it to, for it to start at seven o'clock. No, I always love watching the outdoor games, even not just the Winter Classic, but the Stadium Series. That 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 they hold that was those are just, like I said, any outdoor game is always fun to watch. Since since we're talking NHL here, I want to get your thoughts on something. That's scary. Now they did pay the taxes at the last minute, but what do you what are your thoughts on the Coyotes? And all their issues with their arena. Are, are they? Uh, I mean, at this point, the experiment in Arizona should be over, right? Arizona has been not having the best of luck for ages 26 years, you know, <laughs> because I mean, when Wayne Gretzky tried to be their coach. That didn't go so well. Then it went from the Phoenix Coyotes to the Arizona Coyotes. Then it did ownership changes. And then now you have this. At this point, just relocate at this point. I mean, if you, if you even can. I I don't. I really don't know what to think of this because ours, the Coyotes have just been. Do, it just seems like they've been doomed since the word go. In Not, in better words, so here's my my stance on it. Not every warm weather city needs a hockey team. No, they don't. I mean, I mean, some places it works. Some places it don't. Florida, let, it works. Let's put this into perspective here. The team the Coyotes replaced came back. But the Coyotes replaced the Jets. Right now, that's right. I had a little brain fart there. It's all right. <sighs> but I mean, right, at this point, Jets. send the Coyotes to Quebec and bring back the Nordiques. 
<laughs> there you go. I'm serious. Oh, Let's bring Side back bar. another Canadian team. Go ahead. What's up? Sidebar. Uh, we took the kids to Knobles a good while back. And this guy wore a Nordiques hat. That's Something awesome. You, don't, you normally don't see it. And I had to say, and I had to, I had to say to the guy something. Of course you, don't you see did. That. You, I mean, you don't see a Nordiques hat. I mean, some people look at them like, what, what's that? You know, but no, when, when as soon as I saw it, I started laughing and my wife just looked at me like, what's funny. I said, you don't see that hat around anymore. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, no, bring back the Nordiques, bring back the whalers. But then again, but then again, Carolina can't do their throwback Whalers jersey again if they brought, you know, they'll have a faux back. So let's see here. Oh, bring back the Atlanta Thrashers. No, we bring don't need back. the Thrashers. <laughs> no, no, no. We I did don't. like their colors, but no, don't bring back the Thrashers. Um, no, hell, I still have their third jersey. I know. I just want to, since we're talking NHL, I wanted to throw that in there. Get your thoughts. Cause I saw that the other yeah. day and I'm like, Oh my God, that's the most Arizona coyotes thing to ever happen. <laughs> I mean, they just been doomed since the word go anymore. It's just what it feels like since, like I said, since Gretzky took them over uh, in 05, it just didn't. I mean, that only lasted four years. And then you had, I think it was Rick Tockett, who had his uh, his, his betting scandal with Gretzky's wife involved somehow. Then the bankruptcy in '09, and just and then new ownership in '13 to now. It's just one of those things to where, when are they actually going to establish themselves as a team? They've had how many seasons? I think the NHL needs to cut the loss and relocate them to. Personally, I think Quebec. Bring back the Nordiques. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Atlanta's not going to work, not just with the Thrashers, but even they, even they bring back the Atlanta Flames. But then again, you have the Calgary Flames, right? You know, you can't have the. You know, you can't bring back the Colorado Rockies because they have the Avalanche. You can bring back the Kansas City Scouts. Could do that. Could do that one. Just bring back an old team. Just, you know, just bring back, you know, a unique team. But, you know, that's not going to happen. Telling you the Nordiques, that's, that's the way to go. I'd be game for that. I'd definitely be game for that. That'd be great. Yeah, the Coyotes, like I said, just... <laughs> who do they really have anymore that's a well-named player? I mean, you can normally name a player on each team that is a top-end team. You know, or I should say a top-end player. Some more than others. Like, some teams are easier to pick than others. But anymore... They really don't have. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Phil Castle would be the, the one I w- off the top of my head. That he you know, he he played for the Penguins, and I think he played for the Bruins at one point. You know, f- you know, right off the top of my head. Right, right. 
you know, yeah, you play for Bruins, but it's the Coyotes. But anywho, <laughs> since we got a little more off the sidebar there. <laughs> oh, it was the best time to talk about it. And it just happened this week. That's why. Yeah, it did happen. It this was week, on my yeah. mind. Yeah, looking through all the jerseys that happened through the Winter Classic history, they've really come up with some good jerseys. Now, I'm not a Penguins fan by any means, but I do like the looks of the 08 jersey of the first Winter Classic. Because it just fits the way it was, you know, the fits the whole history of the well, Penguins with the colors. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And, and that's one thing I think we both like about the Winter Classic itself is the throwbacks. A lot of them are throwbacks. Mm-hmm. And the Penguins one, I, I know you're not a Penguins fan. I'm being completely objective. I honestly think that's probably one of the best throwbacks in any sport. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I just said, I mean, I'm not a Penguins fan, but I do. I mean, you, you know how much I like jerseys. We I both do. This, I mean, I would get this one. You should. If I had a choice. I if 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 I could get this one, I would. Not just because, you know, I just get just because I like the jersey, not just because I'm a Penguins fan. No, I'm far from that. Anybody who knows me knows I'm far from that. <laughs> Well, here's something I, w- I would say in regards to that with you, because, again, 20 years of friendship, you appreciate hockey history. You don't have to be a Penguins fan to appreciate the history of that franchise because you appreciate the history of the sport. Oh, I would love to get my hands on a 1993. I forget who made them back then. Was it CCM? Probably CCM or starter. One of the two. A Patrick Wall Montreal Canadian jersey. Yeah, right. And I don't even think at that point they were doing league wide jersey contracts. I think it was team contracts. So, yeah, because I, 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 I mean, even if I just get the jersey, I mean, I can go on eBay and find a Stanley Cup patch and go somewhere and get it lettered. The Stably Cup patch. Right. Yeah, watch what you get off of eBay, folks. I uh, I ordered a jersey, and it wasn't eBay. I can tell you the no, site it was. Oh yeah, no, yeah, right. It wasn't eBay. It was, it was an off- Jersey One Hundred and One. It was an off-jersey site, and I I bought this jersey for a friend of mine. He's a big Penguins fan, and <laughs> what was it? S T A N B E Y. Yeah, they, they they put an FB where the N was in Stanley Cup. You know, and then I ended up going on eBay, which luckily enough, they had the actual Stanley Cup patch that I could just, you know, I took it somewhere. They took off the old, you know, they took off the mistake and put that one on. Yeah, that uh, to was... answer your question, CCM did make the Canadians jersey for 93. CCM. Well, it looks like I'll be putting that on my hunt list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some of the jerseys they come out like, uh, well, in 11, they had the Capitals jerseys for for that winter classic, which had the stars right across the top. The classic Cap- look. Yep. Again, that's one thing with the with the winter classics, they go back to classics. Like in 08, the Sabres went back to their classic. 
Um, some jerseys, though, really you can't – you can go back to classics, but it really doesn't look like they have, like, let's say the Maple Leafs. You can only do a Maple Leaf so many different ways. Um, throwing a bone to our friend Matt from the A-Show, um, I do like that Bruins throwback from 2016. I was actually just going to say the Bruins from <laughs> 16 was a good one. I was actually just going to say that because as I was scrolling down, I saw that one. But now you got to think there. Um, the Bruins have basically had the same logo since the 1940s. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to do a throwback unless you go back much further to that yeah. original look when that's what they did for 2016. Have the Flyers do a Quakers jersey. Ha! That'd be interesting to see, though. That would be something interesting to see. They go back that far of history because you can only do the Flyers logo so many ways or so many times with, you know, with uh, different color schemes. Yeah, because their jersey hasn't changed a whole lot. No. So if you really want to get far back creative in history, go back to the Quakers and do, you know, and do that with history. I mean, the Red Wings of 09. That was a unique one. The Blackhawks in 09 as well. I mean, oh. really looking at the Flyers jerseys, um, 82 to 01, they had a little extra piping on the sleeve. That might be the only one you could really do because outside of that, the jersey hasn't changed much. No, it hasn't. Oh, it has not. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Blackhawks and the Flyers and there's only three te- uh, four teams, Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Sabres, and the Predators have yet to win a game of the Winter Classic. And the Blackhawks have been in it four times. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. What, they've been in it four times and yet to win one? Yeah. Well, no, just, I mean, that they've been in it four times because... Their legacy, original six, all that fun stuff. I mean, the Bruins have been in it twice, the Rangers twice, Caps, Wings, Penguins, Sabres, Flyers all twice. I I, I just like this. I, I just like how they do like the different places. Like last year was the Cotton Bowl, some somewhere where nobody thinks hockey's gonna be played. Right. Well, I know for the when I think it was the first year they did the stadium series, they did at Dodger Stadium. Yes. And there were concerns Between about the, the ice. But and there, there was no yeah. there it worked just fine. I mean, hell, you go to a hockey game, you see beach volleyball playing. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I always like doing the winter you know, seeing the winter classic playing and it's going to be interesting with the blues in the wild. Cause that should be interesting. And this are, year, I think both, I think both teams have actually been doing well this year. And this year's uh, stadium series is going to be in Nashville, the predators against the lightning. Hmm. And let me tell you, I've seen the jerseys on Uniwatch. The Predators jersey's pretty god-awful. Oh, no. That's not good. 
So they tried to fit the word Smashville on the jersey. No. So Smash is on top, and then underneath it is Ville. The S's are two different sizes. It's the same font, but two different sizes, so it looks really (laughs) weird. It is, and this is a word I don't use a lot, it's a janky-looking jersey. It is garbage. It is garbage. Is that just as bad as jersey? It's worse, because at least... you know what? We all mock it. It's bad, but at least it looks good. It's simple. It's classy. It says Jersey. We understand their meaning, New Jersey, but it looks it at least looks nice. The Nashville Predators jersey for the stadium series looks like a six-year-old did it on paint. Oh, I'm trying to find it now because I need to see this. It's on. It, it's on you to watch. Trust me on that. It is on you to watch. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh. folks. So that audible groan is David finally seeing the Smashville jersey. Now I'm not sure if this is it. Now the one you saw is it blue up top, yellow in the middle, blue then a small yellow stripe. I'm on Unawatch right now. I'm getting there. And does it have like uh, a weird amp, like a, like a guitar pick with three stars in the middle? So if this is, I mean, this is coming from the NHL network. So I'm trying to make sure that I have the right one here. Because if it is, why? <laughs> why? Yes. Yes. Do you see the two different sides? Like the lettering is all All the lettering's different sizes and fonts. The S's are the most jarring. It's like somebody's keyboard went funky. Now I will say the 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 Lightning's jersey is very nice comparatively. I mean, what? I looked that one up because I I need to get something in my head other than that picture. <laughs> does it just say bolts across the front? It does. Okay. I can handle that one. <laughs> I can handle that jersey. Because that's part of them. That's I was gonna say they had a third jerseys. They had third jerseys that said <laughs> bolts going down like that. I think it yeah. It used to be blue, then it was black, and they haven't worn it since 2017. And then they have uh, where it had like the rain on the and the lightning on the sleeves. That like a, the, the storm. That was a 90s yeah. jersey, I believe. Yeah, that was one of their third jerseys at one point. Oh, that's the Nashville one. It's just it's bad, folks. That's, it, that's it's a train. awful. But thing is, it's a train wreck. You can't take your eyes off of it. The worst part is they paid someone to do that, and they thought it looked good. Were they on something? Well, they might have been on something. I don't think they were on to something, though. Not to something. I mean... but Why? <laughs> 
I'm trying I'm I'm on right now nhluniforms.com which is an unofficial site uh for jerseys but they had just to verify what I was thinking here yeah it was a 96 to 99 third jersey with the lightning with the bolts on the side and the storm on the, on the main on the main body area so that's a busy jersey but it's still pretty cool yeah uh, bolts they had looking at I think 08 they had it in 08 where it was bolts across the front uh, 08 to I want to say 17 but in different looks right it was blue and then it was a, gr- a black jersey yeah and of uh, 14 and seven, 14 to 17, it was a black jersey. So, yeah, that, I could see that. I could see the bolts. That kind of, that's, that's kind of like a throwback to like an alternate jersey. Right, right. Well, what was Nashville thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. Pretty awful. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just like, like I said, it's a train wreck. <laughs> it's a pure train wreck watching this. You're just staring. You just can't take your eyes off. It's that bad. I mean, uh, I, 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 Jason said the fonts are different between the, uh, the both S's. The L's. Uh, everything's not right. Well, the L's look about the same. The E looks like it's just stretching. The M literally looks smashed. And same thing with the second S. And that's what they were going for. I don't know what Smash they were the going letters. for. Uh, who knows? It's it's just bad. It's just bad. I'll say. But yeah, uh when, yeah, geez, off topic there. Wow, big time on that one. Because <laughs> like I said, that's a train wreck. You just can't take your eyes off of that. That makes the the V of Doom look really good, doesn't it? I just, I just don't know what they were thinking with that. <laughs> Even if they were thinking. Like you said, somebody got paid to design that. That's the worst part. They got paid to design that catastrophe. But the sad part is, you know, people are going to buy it and they're going to make their money. Yeah. Which is <sighs> worse. <laughs> Which is worse. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, Winter Classic, New Year's Day, always fun to watch. Like you said, hope it snows because the one I was at, uh, it's flurried. It didn't snow like you would hope, but it did flurry. So right. that was that was something. So on that note, that'd be the end of third period. Good God, that jersey's gonna haunt me now. Nightmares. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Have <laughs> I'll have nightmares tonight. Thanks. Any any time. Oh man. So just a little heads up for you. Uh, Anyway, listening, we are going. This is our last episode for the year. 
last one we're recording yeah we yeah you're right the last one we're recording for the year uh because when uh, the next episode would come up it'd be christmas you know it'd be the you know the christmas weekend so not gonna work out too well <laughs> just a bit you know families and everything else so we will we will look to uh get a date out there and get another episode to you but we will be doing a uh a little uh collection of third periods guests yeah i think i'm gonna call it the best of the guests there you go so that'll be that'll be up for you probably the 26th of december i'll probably work on it uh next weekend putting everything together now there won't be a video component to that because i wouldn't do that to david because that's going to be a lot of unnecessary work <laughs> um uh, if need be i could I, deal. I don't think you need to um because most of those we have split up anyway so if they want to yeah. really see one of those third periods they can just click on the third period video um it'll yeah, be a, true on that one it'll obviously be a bit longer than a regular episode but we're not going to record christmas eve <laughs> um so this is the last yeah, you're no. going to hear of us current until january um and i will say speaking of of our holiday um i know jonathan is is hyped to meet up with us at the bears game uh and that's going to be a lot of fun i'm sure first episode back we'll have something to talk about from that night Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game, too, because I haven't been to a Bears game in a while, but just to be able to, to just be able to meet up and have a good time, especially at a game. Which, guess what I found? I'm scared. That I'm going to wear to that game. Please tell me clothes. Obviously. Um, I found my Capitals hat that I got when we went to see the Capitals and the Flyers back in 04. Oh, nice. And it's a throwback hat. It's a vintage hockey hat. So I'm going to wear that to the game. Nice. So I found my Bears jersey the other week. And one of my many jerseys. Because when we went to the, all those NHL games, I always got a hat because it was cheap. So I have that and I have my uh, my Devils hat. But I will be wearing the, the Caps hat to that game. Yeah, at that point when you did, you 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 picked a good time to pick up those types of hats because they were cheap at that time. Well, I was broke, so it was it was either that or a program, and oddly they were similarly priced, so <laughs> it made it pretty easy. Yeah, program you'll lose easily easily. So that's the bad part about that. Because I know a couple of my programs I've I've had over time I've lost. There is a program on eBay I have been watching for months that I haven't pulled the trigger on, even though it's under 10 bucks. But it is the program from the, my first Phillies game. Oh, wow. So that'd be something. Yeah, right. So I'd like to that have that. That would definitely that. be something. That would be cool. Um, but uh, speaking of eBay and merchandise, you guys want to hit up naspot.creator-spring.com for. Honor Sports Podcast merchandise. Yes, I know some people who are going to be uh, ordering some stuff after the holidays. So, so um, we have shirts, 
face masks, uh, hoodies, long sleeves, uh, short sleeves, no sleeves, no shoes, no shirt. You can order. <laughs> That's not a policy. Uh, yeah, I've been going on. I was actually looking today to see if they had any new stuff on uh, to kind of put up there just for something different. Right. I just wish they'd put ball caps on. That would be nice. That would be. But I guess we should, we should wrap this up here. So uh, you can find me every Wednesday on uh, the previously mentioned uh, Punk Popcast with uh, Brad from Baseball Together. Uh, every week we go over the different artists, albums, and songs from the world of pop punk music. This coming Wednesday, we're going to be doing pop punk Christmas albums. It's going to be our final episode until the new year. Um, that'll be pretty fun. It was fun to record. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out the cover songs uh, discussion that we had this Wednesday because we went off the rails very quickly, very hard, very fast, and we barely recovered through the episode. Uh, <clears throat> i love it and if you have been listening to us uh we will be having a pretty big guest next season at some point um so that's a little teaser uh with that thank you for joining us on the episode 35 of the not another sports podcast you can find us online at facebook.com slash not another sports pod twitter at not another spore one i really try to change that and i can't it's killing me um instagram <laughs> at um nas pod 20 tiktok at nas pod 20 we're also on youtube and we also have a link for our link tree in the description so if you're listening to us click that link that'll take you to all of our sites including david's only fans um david doesn't have an only fans um, i have no fans <laughs> <laughs> um you can find the Not Other Sports Podcast um, for streaming or download at Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and wherever else you get your podcasts. With that, happy holidays, everyone listening. Uh, we hope you have a lot of merriment, a lot of good time with your family, a lot of food, good gifts, oh, yes. and good memories. And we will see you in the new year with that. I am Jason. I'm David. We'll see you next year. Happy holidays. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership.